Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, where you can now hear us. <laughs> We're going to be talking about our scariest paranormal investigations that we've ever had. Uh, we are foregoing the intro clip tonight because um, I know it's the wrong one because I didn't finish it before the night started. So um, all apologies to Rio Yudizato, who does our fantastic music. And sorry that we had, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on pause. There's so many different little things. That's where the checklist comes There's in. There's no handy. way I'm going to have a checklist right here <laughs> as we're starting the show. <laughs> no, it could be right there, though. No, we just need a production manager to, pff, that's their job, to hit the button. <laughs> okay. In any case, our scariest places ever. So um, this is really un unusual, uh, I guess, in a way, because whenever we talk about scary places i mean neither one of us has been really scared out of a place i mean you kind of with the cafe which we're going to talk about first um but i haven't but um there are some very creepy experiences that we've had some unusual paranormal experiences and some just very you know spooky creepy vibe places that we've been to um you know and even we've captured like the sinister laugh <laughs> at beardstown so we're going to get into a lot of these different things um yeah B3 airspace makes Shauna the production manager. I don't know how she'd have to reach across me and hit the button here. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. if that's what it does, if that's what it takes. Maybe <laughs> yeah, Shauna, your one thing is to make sure that we're not muted going. The thing is, it's, it's really fine because you have to, okay, make sure it's unmuted at the very beginning, then mute it for the music so that we don't accidentally talk, and then unmute it again. So it's like this whole... It's the one thing I actually don't like about this. When we use the other stuff the other uh, studio software, um, we didn't have that issue, but that was the one where everything slowed down to a crawl. So that's right. why we went with this one. Um, all right. Um, okay. So let's get into the very first place that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, probably between the two of us, um, the scariest location. And I've wanted to get in there forever. Uh, you're the one that's had the experience. You were on my my ghost story to talk about this low place, this this place, <laughs> and that is the cafe in Campsville. And I've and I know that there are a lot of people out there that have. Had, we want more stuff about the cafe. Okay, here we go. There it is. There's the cafe. Just looks like your normal small town, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, old style looking building, but. There's a lot of stuff go on in that place. Um, well, you've had furniture thrown at you here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and to be honest, you know, the, you know, it wasn't so scary that I couldn't go back inside. You know, so, but it was also, as I've explained before, that it was a turning point in my views on the paranormal. It, had, it was definitely a game changer because, until then. Until that moment, I had assumed that they couldn't hurt you. So, and I realized that at that point, if they really wanted to hurt you, they could. Uh, I mean, throwing furniture at somebody is not something you do. <laughs> it's just, 
you know, it's not something that you do if you're trying to make nice with them. So, so you also had the, uh, this is the place where you got groped. This was the kind of highlight, I guess, of that particular episode was, and you can see the hand there on Shauna's chest. Um, people have seen different images back behind her. Um, and some have seen, you know, this guy above, other have seen a little boy below, um, you know, so, now, did you actually feel the grope, or was this just you saw it afterward? I could feel something uh, touching my back. It felt like somebody was like wringing their hands, like and like pushing, like kneading on my back, like um, like a cat would. It was really weird, you know. And so I said, and we and we have um, some audio, you know, to go with this night. It's on the YouTube channel, actually. Um, not on this YouTube channel, but our, um, your old one, your, yeah. the, your old group's YouTube channel. Right. And the EVP, uh, to go with this picture is me asking, are you touching my back right now? And a man says, go right to sleep. So. Well, Benny Lange is wondering how long ago this was. Oh God. Um, This is probably 11 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, because I started uh, working in here in 2007. Uh, we closed in 2008, so actually it would be about, it would be about 10 years, okay. actually. Um, you know, the, the cafe itself shut down in 2010 and uh, I had a lot of cleaning up to do since it used to be a restaurant you know and um, and a consignment store I mean there was a lot going on in this building so there was a lot of cleanup to do after the fact and so uh, we had offered to um, clean and spruce up the joint uh, for free investigating rights and so that's how that started and it just kind of escalated from there so it was finally, um, and even in 2014, uh, you know, I moved out of the area, but I still um, came back, you know, every once in a while. So it wasn't until just, you know, three years ago or so that uh, the place was basically, you know, closed off and stuff like that. So I spent a lot of time in that building, a lot of time. <laughs> Like, Tom McNicholas was wondering if that was upstairs. No, that picture was downstairs in the main uh, dining area. And I was sitting uh, right next to me, that hallway, that was Action Alley. Action Alley. Yeah. And Let me go back to that. This hallway here where right the right refrigerator is? Yes. Yeah. And um, so actually on the other side of that wall across from Action Alley. Um, that's where I saw Byron for the first time. Oh, Byron. Let's go ahead and bring up Byron. Was, and just chiming in with the chat here real quick. So a lot of people are definitely seeing the faces behind. Uh, I think Judy Wilson was saying uh, she could see three people, but a lot of people are saying, uh, are seeing the different faces. So like, I mean, I see the two, um, where it looks like a guy uh, kind of above you, but behind you as well in that corner. And then a little boy directly behind you. Yeah, I mean, I initially uh, blew all of that off. It, 
you know, as, you know, like picture like matrixing or paranoia did i want to see something you, back it there. could i mean that, that but, could always be the case if i've wanted to go there and take this like a copy of this picture with and just go to that spot and, and see you know how the walls are there yeah i mean there were other pictures taken uh which i wish we would have shown that the other pictures taken um because they didn't have that in there i don't i don't have i know <laughs> we don't have but that's the one that's the one that we saved you know that's the one but the others didn't have it in there okay and so that's why we you know held on to this one obviously but i tried to blow the other stuff off but the thing on my face you know that that kind of i couldn't really explain that one yeah. away like if it was on a wall or on it you know where it would be like grainy where the the you know, make sure kind of makes it look like a face or whatever. I, I would do that. All right. You know, I would say that. So uh, B3 Airspace is asking, has or did anything follow you around after this picture? Yeah. <laughs> before, during, after, I mean, before that happened, um, not too long after we started investigating there and I discovered, you know, we started, you know, noticing the different spirits that were in there. Um, Byron had followed me home on numerous occasions. Uh, one of the other uh, male spirits had followed me home and, and my oldest son saw him and uh, described, you know, this man that he had never seen before that I had seen in life. So I knew who he was talking about. Yeah, so that's Byron. Yeah. So an Andrew Cox with a $10 super chat. Shauna, there is a man behind you smiling. So <laughs> that's the, I think that's the one people see the most. And I think yeah. it was the, um, the cafe show that we did with Rita where uh, somebody had seen the, um, maybe it was Vanessa that saw the little boy yeah. behind. So thank you very much, uh, Andrew, for the uh, $10 super chat. We really do appreciate those. Um, and so this is Byron. You're saying that from around this corner, when you went through the door? Yeah, through the doorway. If you walk, and there's a little ramp. You can't see it very well. But if you walk through the hallway, there's a ramp that goes up. And then as soon as it levels out, uh, there's a partition um, on the other side, the whole like a partition, like a dividing wall, and just around that dividing wall was Byron. And there's Byron. Very cool. Now, is he anywhere close to the um, the shadow person? That's in this picture because I've never been there, so I don't know the layout. I mean, we looked, uh, judging the layout and just in scale to the other things that were around him that we knew what size they were, we feel like that was him. And this shadow back there is Byron? Yeah, that's what, that's what we feel. So and the, if you guys are looking for it, the, uh, the shadow person is straight back, uh, right in the middle of the picture. And if you look at the things in the foreground, they don't, they don't make that shadow. I, I've looked at this picture a number of times trying to see, you know, what in the foreground could possibly making that shadow in the back and like this, whatever this white thing is, um, it's not the, um, it's not the same shape because uh, it doesn't have the head. Um, the, the extended arm is, is not in this picture anywhere. So that that item could not be making that shadow back there. Um, right before this picture was snapped, uh, heard movement and snapped in that direction. So didn't see it initially, but just snapped a picture of the noise, and that's what was captured. 
Yeah, uh, Judy Wilson is asking, um, do you know the little boy's year that he lived or died in? So it was before the building. Was yeah, built. it was before the building was even there. Um, and it would have been late 1880s. Uh, because the, uh, that's, that's the time that was documented. Um, all of this documentation, uh, documentation is somewhere um, in our former team archives. <laughs> um, it is somewhere. Um, it can be found. Uh, it was basically uh, that property was the site of a gunfight. And uh, Byron, I don't know where his parents were, but <sighs> Byron had uh, climbed up into a tree that was on the property. And uh, he fell out, and that's how he died. So I've got to throw this out there. Mark Dodge 126 says, I'm a avid watcher but never caught a live chat. I'm thrilled. And yeah, Mark does comment. Uh, on the different videos. So great to see you there, Mark. And there's Adam Tillery, Adam Tillery. with the eyes lurking out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam Tillery is the, uh, we'll go back to Byron here. Uh, he is the illustrator of that uh, picture. So uh, thank you very much, Adam. We'll actually have another piece from Adam Tillery here later. So uh, Adam, as you're lurking, um, and, and don't let me know what happened in the Oak Island episode tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know he was watching Oak yeah, Island tonight. Like, like Adam, you know, I, I'm forever grateful because that is my piece of Byron since I don't have him anymore. Yeah. Because that's like the closest thing that I have. Yeah, and so, um, and, and Tim's asking, you kind of talked a little bit about this already, but uh, was Byron attached to the land or something happened to him that bound him there? And yeah, he, he's attached to the land, not the building. Yeah. So when that building is gone, he will still be there, I feel. Uh, he was upstairs a lot. Is when we first discovered him. We could hear him, you know, and um, I feel I've heard his voice before on audio that I had captured in, in my house at the time when I lived just a stone's throw away from the property. And um, so the very first EVP that we captured of him uh, was me asking if he spends a lot of time upstairs, any time upstairs, and a little child says yes with my mommy. So <laughs> that's um, that's sweet. Actually, we have we had that EVP. We had that EVP on uh, the show with Rita. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very sweet little voice. Let me see if I can dig that up real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, and you know I've but I've had other audio, you know, with him uh, captured in my in my house at the time, and you know so I can. You know, all the different people, the spirits that we've heard in that building, you know, his is the one that, you know, stands out, you know, the most to me, obviously. So, um, but we have other voices from in there too. Uh, and, and a lot of them that we can put, you know, names to because, you know, they weren't just randoms, you know, they were involved. Okay. I'm going to, so. I'm going to bring it up. Okay. So here's the. Do you. Spend any time upstairs? <laughs> okay, so that was the mommy EVP. <laughs> so Sean Oldsmith asking, didn't Byron follow you home? Yes. Often. Oh, actually, what a second. That was it there. <laughs> I didn't, because we had the, the picture up, I didn't understand the. Um, we'll do this again, because we just talked over the actual EVP. Do you spend any time upstairs? <laughs> I can hear stuff moving around upstairs. I know. Do you spend any time upstairs? 
Okay, so there we go. <laughs> Sorry, because I already had the Byron picture up, and then that little video clip that I had created with the mommy EVP had the Byron picture in there, so we talked over it the first time. So, um, yeah, so he did follow you home. Yeah, he followed me home a lot. Um, there were times whenever I would leave and have to go somewhere and have to tell him, look, you know, if you're here, you know, I mean, he's still a kid. You know, it's like, if you're here, you're going to have to go home, you know, until I come back. I didn't mind that he was there. Uh, there were times that, you know, we had moments where I had to remind him that he was still a kid and I was an adult and in charge because he would do stuff that, you know, I had set ground rules and said, no, this is not okay. Yeah, you can do this if you want, but not this. And, um, but there would be times that I'd be like, okay, you know, and I would have to walk to the cafe and be like, you got to follow me. And then I'd have to open the door unlock it and then be like you know okay you gotta go it's not like i can see this little boy you know um and tell if he's listening to me or not so i felt like i was losing my shit half the time you know it's like i don't know if he's listening to me you know i can't see him all the time i could only see him just you know every once in a while right well i guess that, that's kind of the way it goes so um, there are a couple comments in here about the uh, photo, and then we'll kind of we'll move on to the next location because we have six locations that we are covering. So, and let's go back to here. So, Deb is me. Oh eight is saying one of the men behind Shauna looks like uh, he is a man from the frontier days, white haired and white beard. Jill Nimchinsky says I see him too. Deb is me, so I can pronounce Nimchinsky, but not Yamazaki. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so they, i think that they're saying this one up here yeah yeah i mean you know the thing that's scary is like the the things but there's a couple of things you know from this building you know that freaked me out um one the, the furniture throwing incident and you know no idea you know who we ticked off i just know that before the incident uh, I could hear a lot of moving around upstairs. And then uh, I was like, you know, it was noisy as that we had heard things upstairs. And it sounded like furniture moving. You know, uh, there was a little, um, there were living quarters upstairs. There was an apartment upstairs. Um, and I actually know people, you know, that had lived up there that had never witnessed a single thing upstairs. Kind of and crazy, that was, huh? yeah. And I was like, how did you not? Right. And then whenever I explained to them all of the the magnitude of things that had that had gone on up there, and they were just looking at me like wide eyed, like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, and they were they lived there for a while, you know, and I was so confused, you know, I was like, how did you not know? But um nobody wanted to be upstairs alone. You know, and I mean, I had done it like a handful of times. And then there were other times that I was drawn up there to go by myself and didn't want anybody else to go with me and thought that someone might have been messing with me trying to lure me upstairs, <laughs> you know, because I would never do that. And um, but we saw this giant hulk of a shadow uh, well over six foot tall, like at least six and a half feet tall. And pretty broad I mean it was a big shadow uh whenever um we all went to we we traveled in groups <laughs> anywhere especially if you had to use the facilities nobody went alone in the back of the building and so we all went as a group and then as soon as we made it up that ramp in Action Alley uh, the door slammed shut behind the last person we had already cleared the doorway and we're already by the bathroom and there's a few feet in between the bathroom and the door um 
and the door slammed with such force uh, that it like echoed and shook the building, right? So uh, we're like, damn, you know? And then so we were like sitting ducks back there and we're like, well, we gotta go back out, you know? Cause you know, you couldn't lock the door from the outside in the back of the building cause it was a deadbolt on the inside. And so the only way to make the building secure was to go to the front. So I was like, well, we're gonna have to go, you know? So I announced, you know, that we were coming out and then that's when we opened the door and saw the big shadow. Pretty certain that it's the one that slammed the door. Um, but then we all saw it. There was like six, seven of us there. We all saw it. Um, and then the shadow just, it was there, just standing there kind of looking at us, I guess you would say. I mean, we didn't really see features, but we all saw the same thing. Um, fairly dark shadow. And then it just, um, just kind of walked moved I say moved because we didn't see legs moving you know just it just kind of traveled um to the other side of the room and it was just gone you know and then so we went and sat back down and then that's when the uh loud furniture moving and stuff it sounded like someone was moving shit out of the way to make (laughs) it downstairs right you know and um except for you know there must I guess at some time you know because you could hear it upstairs um, but it wasn't near the entrance of where you would normally come downstairs in the building. However, what it was near uh, was the door in the back of the building that's wired shut up on top. There used to be stairs. And it was coming from that end of the building, you know. So, But it was so loud coming down, and it came through the back and come out. And so, like, stuff was being shoved out of the way. And, you know, where I'm, I'm out first. I'm out of the building first, you know. I had this like blast of let's get the hell out of here right now. I was first. I grabbed my stuff and I got out. <laughs> okay, I'm running, but I stopped and I turned around once I was, you know, out of the doorway to make sure everybody else got out okay. And that's when I, you know, was watching all that stuff happen. So all of us that had made it, you know, out were able to see the festivities from across the room, you know, and it was it was pretty scary stuff, you know. I mean that bookcase flying across the room, though. Uh, I mean, there is no way, you know, that I personally could have lifted that bookcase on my own and thrown it across the room with the force that it went because that bookcase was full of books. I mean, the whole bottom row was full. The top row had stuff on it, and there was even knickknacks. I mean, that thing came up, you know, it just was sitting in a stationary position across. I mean, it just came up and it was just catapulted there was no it was just from point a to point b so fast you know and it bounced off the edge of the doorway that the last person that was unlucky enough to leave the building last um i mean i'm talking just like seconds you know and not many uh between him and that bookcase smacking against the wall and then the door shut behind us and that was it um Tom McNicholas says that you should draw a layout of the place. So, and I know there's a couple more questions down in there about this, but we're over 20 minutes into this show already, and we have six locations that we're covering. This was just the first. <laughs> we need another cafe show. We need another cafe show. I know. So it's I just swear there, I'm you have so many stories from there, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's one of those places that I've heard so many stories from you. I want to get in there, and uh, yeah. <laughs> we know the deal with that that um it's just hard to get into right now so it's for sale if you want eight hundred dollars and all the liability yeah i mean so. you have to take it as is yeah 
you and, can't and not them. see it beforehand. So and that's one thing I would want to check is the structure of it before doing anything. So the floor is caved in in the front. We know that much. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to from the cafe to Black Bear Church. So um, so that was you know, the cafe was Shauna's, I guess, scariest one. If you, you want to, I guess you'd call that scary, shit being thrown around. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't scared of the building. I was just yeah, and more aware of my surroundings and it, there were uncomfortable or scary situations that happened inside of it. Yeah, and this one was more of uh, a, a creepy thing that happened. I mean, for some people, I guess, you know, it'd be scary because it was, it was the crawler incident down in the basement. So... Um, this is the external. It's a rural church out in the middle of nowhere, Olive Township, Oklahoma. It's off a couple of dirt roads. Um, I mean, there was literally a night where to um, to show a guy this place. There were cows on the road that we were trying to drive through, and they were like walking across. It was it was kind of funny because we we're like move, move, but <laughs> you know. So, but this place, a uh, very very creepy location, and it was. Um, down here in the basement area where we spotted the crawler um it's also where uh, for and we talked about on the my my ghost story episode um the uh, uh you know of course the crawler down there but then there was the ball of light this is like the very first picture i took of the interior i walked in there was this ball of light to snap the picture real quick and then it was gone uh, so that's an illuminated ball of light right above the pulpit area Ignore the graffiti, please. Um, <laughs> but uh, that is like the best true orb photograph I've ever taken. Um, you know, so that that's what a real one looks like. <laughs> um, Self-illuminated, um, not dust. Um, but it was down in this basement area where you know, the thing came in. It was a it was a different investigation. I've, I've been there. I don't know, maybe five, six times, something like that. Uh, one of those particular uh, investigations, um, there was more of the group. The first time I was with, there was just three of us. Um, and that's where, that's where I caught that illuminated ball of light. That's where, if you've heard the stories, seen the videos before, um, the coyotes were coming. So we went to the uh, cemetery across the road. Uh, that's where I got the, my teeth are warm, EVP. Uh, heard the footsteps coming down the road that were disembodied, you know, thinking the locals were coming. Um, that was all a different investigation. This one um, is actually the the same investigation where I got the correct EVP confirming uh, a uh, observation I made on a headstone. Um, and the cemetery is right across the little dirt road. Um, but you can see the, uh, it's a Mountain Dew bottle, the green bottle that's on the floor there. And that's what got kicked around while the crawler came in. And so, um, you know, you can, you can kind of see the long spindly arms and legs and um, it, it came in through one of the windows. Um, you know, it was just kind of like circling us like around the the walls, the ceiling. It apparently hit the floor at some point because it, it kicked that bottle. Um, and I didn't include the audio clip here, but, you know, you hear us talking about it. The, the psychic medium that we had with us at the time was freaked out about it because, again, you know, the kick in the bottle. She wanted us to sing church hymns and uh, stuff like that to, to lighten the atmosphere, which we did. Um, and it seemed to go away. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so that was my first ever crawler incident. Um, 
So Bree Jones saying, I see horns on the head. Um, hippo shape in the back right corner. see horns on the head. Um, yeah, I, it was, uh, it definitely wasn't a hippo shape with <laughs> what we saw. Um, it was just, it was kind of long, spindly. Um, and it just moves so damn fast. Uh, the land there is creepy. Yeah, the, the, the church itself, um, and I don't have the photo of it in the mix here. Um, let me bring up the uh, ball of light video. So you see the little stairs here on the right-hand side where you see the name Phillips on the stairs. Obviously, somebody named Phillips <laughs> put that. But there's a little corridor that goes back to a little room on the right-hand side. And there on this, like, um, it's like a cinder block pedestal, but then there's like this concrete slab that's up there. And that's where we saw the um, the remnants of scorched animal bones or scorch marks that were on the, um, on the concrete uh, slab. And so it looked like, you know, some ceremonial work had been done there. Somebody trying to conjure something. There's a lot of legends there about, um, you know, somebody conjuring up the crawler they've had a lot of different names for you know some people try to call it a demon and you know crap like that which i don't believe it was demonic um some other stories there about you know shorter shadow people coming up to the windows of the church and looking in but never coming actually inside and that this crawler had dominion over them. there was a lot of legends and stuff like that um never really saw the shorter shadow people may have seen some other shadow play there but you know kind of part for the course of a location like that but you know witness the crawler um but not it could not make an observation of it having dominion over other shadow people or anything like that um it's origins it, maybe it was conjured and that's that's kind of the thing we weren't there for it happening so how can you ever like say for certain this happened you could say yeah there's a certain probability that maybe it came from there you know, um, but you never really know for sure. Um, so that was definitely, I mean, for me, that's, you know, probably <laughs> one of the creepiest places I've ever been. Um, can't necessarily say scared because I still maintain as an adult going on these investigations, I haven't been scared of anything, although I know <laughs> there are some that would contend that I haven't been on enough investigations. <laughs> I've been on plenty. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have, I lost count. <laughs> Um, so, um, let's see, Bree Jones, the door is highlighted on the right door, left top corner, is that a light effect? Um, I guess back on, I'm not sure which, which photo you're looking at. Okay, Kathy Silento, why the name Crawler? Because of the way it moves. So, it's basically, you know, using its arms, or like its hands and its feet, uh, to basically crawl around on like the walls, the ceiling, um, on the on the floor, people have talked about um, like seeing crawlers crawling up the stairs, you know, or like like a crab and, and stuff like that. So a lot of people have had those different observations of, um, or like it's you might be even be standing at one point and then just drop down and you know kind of kind of think of all the recent horror movies like the ones that are uh, try to depict demons of course you know a possession of a demon um and so they always do like the you know crack 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 of the arms once a person gets possessed and they kind of like drop down to all fours and they start doing that weird crab-like walk um kind of like that 
but none of the cracking. <laughs> um, and it wasn't so much of that herky-jerky crab-like thing as it was just, I mean, it was more like smoothly, like, you know, I don't, it was so damn fast, I, you know. Um, and the, the arms were long and the legs were long and yeah. Um, I have somewhere an example of uh, what I saw that I don't know if it's a you know somebody's actual picture or it was a you know uh, creative work um, I don't have it up here but it's in the uh, the different shadow people uh, videos that I've done so I got I, I mark it I chalk it up to a, uh, a shadow person so um, let's see what else you guys have Kathy had to be freaky. Would have loved to have seen that. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I can sit there and say I've seen it. <laughs> it was a crazy experience for sure. I mean, there was even like on my audio recorder, there was this electronic buzzing that was coming through when, um, you know, there you're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no electricity whatsoever. Um, you know, and we all make sure to have cell phones off. I wasn't even using like a smartphone or anything at the time. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. Um, yeah, and then we also, we had that metal bang, 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 bang going on. So it was like, maybe it was hitting the um, uh, the metal railing uh, going up to the the first floor. So, um, so <laughs> Mark Dodge Demons, that's a job for Ghost Adventures. Yeah, <laughs> leave it to them. Um, all right, and Bree is saying upper left-hand corner is highlighted white on that door you were talking about. I guess I'll go back real quick just to take a look and then we'll move on. So there's places. So yeah, I'm not, I guess I'm not seeing it. I mean, there's that. And then look at the basement pick real quick. And yeah, that's, I don't know. She must be talking about this one. Well, not that one. Ball of light pick. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really seeing it. Um, left. I mean, if you're talking about the little room there on the left, we never really got much in there. Um, yeah, Kathy, I'd love to investigate the creeper and make for a good book. I do have that in a book. <laughs> Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. So let's move on here. What is our next one that we have up? So you guys might be um, surprised about this one. But Mineral Springs, Mineral Springs. I mean, we, we go there a lot. We love the building. We love the location. We love its raining zen. Um, but there have been times where it's been a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I, w I will say this. If you're the type that believes in crystals, um, you know, a, a, an amulets, talisman of some kind, something that you feel brings you protection of any kind. Um, I wouldn't say that I was, I, I went in with nothing. I had nothing on me at, at all, just me and my recorder. Um, and when we and were upstairs, up yeah. yeah. When we were upstairs, um, I mean, I, I literally, there was no way that I would, and I don't like bringing up the rear anyway, but especially not that night. And I, 
forced myself to have blinders on like tunnel vision and always looking forward because um, every room that I passed felt like there was something you know in there in the dark and what kind of something I have no idea but if I have never been back upstairs again without um, some type of shielding or crystals or something since um, yeah that that day or night you were I mean we had to go back down so you yeah. could get your stuff I had to get you know I put that much um, you know faith in the stuff that I use I put that much faith in it to work um, and it and I definitely felt you know better you know, once I got upstairs, because, you know, I'm not saying I was back at 100%, you know, just that whole night up there, it was just the energy was just so different. Real quick, just to answer Betty Lange's question, how long did you investigate when you got the orb in the crawler? Um, two different nights. Um, the orb one, uh, we were there for probably between the uh, uh, the church in the cemetery probably about an hour um the night of the crawler we were probably there for about an hour and a half um we were actually with a, a group that we were showing the area we were actually investigating up the 101 ranch and we wanted to show the group that we were investigating with up there uh the church so we came down as like a little side trip and split up into two groups and we we were there for an hour and a half um they were in the cemetery when we were checking out the church so um but back to mineral springs <laughs> sorry i just wanted to answer a question real quick um yeah so it's it's up in this hallway and this is um you know i, I don't think it was just because of like molly or anything in particular but it's the same location where you experienced molly yeah i mean you know when i go up there now you know i you know there's Pearl up there, you know, that I, that we talked to, and then there's another little girl up there that we talked to, and then, you know, there's Molly, who we just met, you know, in that room right there, not long ago, and, um, yeah, but she kind of poked you and kind of, you know, almost spooked you out of your chair up there. <laughs> I mean, that uh, didn't really scare me as much, at like, oh my God, you know, that happened, now I have to leave. Um, as much as it just um, caught me off guard. I mean, there was some stuff going on before that that I was just like, whoa, hey, you know. But then, um, you know, then the revelation moment that, hey, you know, I'm feeling someone specific and it's not someone I'm used to, you know. And then, you know, the na letter that her name starts with and her name coming at me like, you know, one right after another. And, you know, someone had said my name in that room before. You know, and I had just always assumed that it was someone that I already knew, not somebody new, you know, that had just decided to make an appearance. So, um, you know, and, you know, now, you know, I can go in a room alone, you know, I could be upstairs and be fine, you know, for a little bit. <laughs> um, it's not so much scary as it is just the energy is just strong. It's too strong to handle, you know, just on my own. Yeah, it's a it's a bit overwhelming for you, which is why you need your stones when you go up there. Yeah, I I carry them with me every time anywhere, and anytime I investigate anywhere, but I definitely always have them on me there. 
Um, there's some times where in the room where Molly's at, where I'll just have something, you know, that I think might, you know, open the channel a little bit. You know, I don't worry about anything negative. Um, sad, yes, but it's not always that way. Um, just random moments, and I think certain things um, might trigger it, but um, there's still a lot of mystery surrounding her, and if that's even her name, I just feel really strongly that that's what it is based on her reaction. So, um, yeah. Tom McNicholas is asking, have you ever been up there prior to them opening the walls? No, that was done years ago. Um, that's, oh, I mean, they started a renovation on that. Um, it was a previous owner, so it was a while ago. Um, there was somebody who commented recently on one of our videos about uh, helping to renovate another part of the of the building um, upstairs. It was actually the part of the building that used to be the old bowling alley, and they were changing it into apartments and all that, and they were... Just, they were creeped out. They were seeing like a lot of shadow people and, and stuff like that up there. So they were they were happy to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's other people being creeped out by uh, Mineral Springs. Uh, from Mark, why does the Lord's Prayer or Bible passages seem to be effective if not every dead person um, or living is Christian? Um, it's intent. It's intent. I, I mean, I think you could go up there singing Old MacDonald, and as long as you believe that that's going to work, it will. I mean, maybe that's a little extreme, but I think it's the intent behind it, the power you put behind it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have faith and it's just words, you know, um, I don't do that when I'm afraid, if I'm afraid. Um, You know, it works for me. I still do it. Yeah, I don't. But of course, I've never, even the night at the cafe with all the furniture and stuff like that, I didn't pray. I mean, I just... You know, I basically, you know, we got out of there. We were actually in physical danger, you know, and I realized that and we got out of there. So, um, but like if I get like too overwhelmed to whatever, um, my first instinct isn't to recite anything or pray. I'm just like, get your shit together, Shauna, you know, get your mind together, get your stuff. You know, you're stronger than whatever this is. It's freaking you out. So take control (laughs) back your mind, you know, stop, you know, what is this? What is that? You know, what if it does this? What if it? You know, and I basically just, there's a switch and you just flip it, you know, and either you can handle it or you can't handle it. If you can't handle it, get out. Sally Smith is asking if I can check Periscope chat. Um, let's see. I stopped doing, uh, actually checking the chat out there because we were running too much in the internet out here because of our new setup over the last several months. But if there's a burning question in there, um, I can go ahead and take a look real quick. Um, because yeah, we do simulcast here on uh, on Periscope, and um, oh, let me see if I can log back in. I haven't even brought. I had also have a new phone, so I haven't even been on there in here. So all right, we'll check that out. Um, yeah, so Mineral Springs. I mean, it, it is surprising to some people, but there is a very very strong energy there. Now I know a lot of people try to say the the basement area, but that's it hasn't really been the case for us. I mean, no. You, I mean, you seem calm down there. I think it's just cool. I feel I feel really calm down there. I mean, and you can literally feel the energies just swirling down there. And, and it's strong, but it's not negative. And a lot of people think it is and, you know, or feel like it is. But that's them. 
you know not everybody experiences everything the same way and i definitely don't um i have personally you know never really seen anything scary um like actual entities or whatever uh i've never seen i've never seen black eyed kids i've never seen anything with glowing mm-hmm. eyes i've never se- i've never seen anything like really scary and i don't know if that's just because it realizes that i'm just like not gonna give a fuck or i don't, I don't know what's going on <laughs> um i don't know but you know all these people you know experience this stuff and i have no reason to say no you're lying but um i've just personally never Tom McNicholas says, I should send you the video I took with the boo bear to see if you hear anything. Okay. Um, Yeah, we haven't, I guess Tom used the boo bear while they were there. Yeah. Um, And and I'm not able to log in for some reason to this Periscope. You can always throw the uh, question into the YouTube chat. Um, It's not, (laughs) it's not letting me. But um, uh, I might have to just forego this. I'm not. Because now we have dead air. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so Mineral Springs. So we'll we'll move on. I'll see if I can get that here in a little bit. Uh, But... Uh, we need to move on. So the next place would be, we'll go back here again. <laughs> um, so the Stone Line Inn in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Um, oh, Bree Jones, we can go back here real quick. You can, you can speak on this a little bit while I try to figure that out. Um, Bree Jones is saying, I didn't realize the water was so close to Mineral Springs in the back. Well, that's why it's oh, Mineral yeah. Springs. Yeah, I mean, the river... Uh, Mineral Springs is right by the river. You yeah, know? that's the Mississippi River right there in the bridge coming out of Alton. So, and then the uh, Mineral Spring itself is right there under the building. Yeah, I mean, that, that building has five floors. You know, um, you know, you're looking at four and five right there obviously so there's like three more underneath that um and you don't really notice that you know when you're looking at it but it's you know on the back side um that you can't see that's facing towards the river you can see the third floor (laughs) um but then then you know the next two under that yeah it's it's a big place okay there we go so i'm finally in finally in the periscope chat so, so please go ahead if you had some questions in there please go ahead and uh and throw them in there so i do appreciate you guys that joined us through periscope so our main feed of course is here on um on youtube but uh, we simulcast down there in periscope so thanks guys do appreciate that um yeah the, and yeah Bree, the the river is right behind there um all right so let's move on to the stone line in which is bring this up here so that's in guthrie oklahoma this is my favorite haunted house like ever (laughs) you know as far as as haunted houses go i mean there's a lot of other haunted places that i enjoy but as far as haunted houses uh this one definitely takes the cake so um i had a uh a lot of different experiences i can't really say scary again i haven't really been scared 
on a uh, paranormal investigation. But I will tell you about one particular investigation where we had a lot of activity going on and, um, you know, is the reason that I was invited out there to, um, uh, for an interview for Ghost Adventures, which was not used because they didn't want to tell the real story of the Stone Lion and they instead wanted to talk about Elmer McCurdy. Which was ridiculous because Elmer McCurdy had nothing to do with the Stone Lion Inn, except that Becky would take people up to the cemetery during her uh, little uh, tours. So um, um, they uh, stopped the renovations and at um, at uh, Mineral Springs. So they're still doing stuff at Mineral Springs yeah, uh, because they're opening up um, apartments and stuff there. So. Um, so, and there was a question down here from, and I, I always have a hard time reading the names on Periscope. So I, I wanna say it's Hot Jet Set. Uh, I respect what you do 100%, what motivates you to uh, investigate when you know there are risks. Um, it's a passion. Uh, it's that passion, that curiosity that, uh, that drives me. It's a quest for knowledge to keep history alive. Yeah. The truth. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So much of that history gets lost to time. And I mean, it's like a whole, uh, it, it's almost like a whole, uh, we've done a whole show on it before where you know, we, we talk about, you know, passing down information because um, it will otherwise get lost to time. And what we're doing in a lot of these investigations, it's not just about going out there for a thrill. It's not just about getting spooked or, or anything like that. Uh, we have an actual curiosity about what's going on there, about who uh, is actually haunting these places, why they're actually haunting. Is there uh, a message that they have to give? Um, is there something about their history that has been misinterpreted that they want known? And there's a lot of different reasons why they, they may be there. And so we're trying to find that out. And along the way, we're discovering lost history of these locations. And so we're documenting that and you know passing that on to the next generation so it hopefully doesn't get lost again. So um, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons. <laughs> That's like a whole other topic for another time. But, yeah, yeah, down there in Periscope, jump up into YouTube. It's fun in there. Yeah. So it's easier for me to see <laughs> up there for sure. Um, so, and uh, history, okay, I want to help the people. And yeah, and that goes along with it too. So um, we, there's a, a couple of different type of people. I mean, we, we help the people that have already passed on, um, those people that are living there as spirits or ghosts or what have you. And, you know, it, it depends on the location. I mean, there's, if it's a residential where they're getting frightened, yes, we want to go in there and help the people. Some of them, they just, they just want to know who's there. They're okay with the spirits that are there. Um, historic places just want to know more about what's going on there, that sort of stuff. So um, there's a lot of different reasons. And, you know, helping people is a big thing with the books that we do, uh, the encounters with the paranormal books. So it's, um, you know, helping people realize that there are other people out there that have had their same experiences. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that we do to help people. And even, um, you know, part of the proceeds of those encounters with paranormal books go to help the haunted locations that we highlight. So, a lot of things that we're doing. Um, okay, so back to Stone Line Inn. <laughs> um, yeah, so somebody says, jump into Periscope chat, and then we get, we get going on a whole other tangent, which is great, which is great. I mean, we're here to answer your questions, of course. So um, one particular investigation. Now, usually the investigations that uh, we had there were fairly mild, and we'd get, we'd get some activity 
footsteps were pretty common. We'd get a couple of small EVPs, get some different meter hits. Um, might see a door open or close, some shadow play. You might see a shadow walk through a door, something like that. So, you know, some mild stuff. But this one particular night that we were there, and like I said, it's the reason why Ghost Adventures asked me out, and then they decided to do something stupid. <clears throat> Shocker. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. In any case... Um, <laughs> Yeah, because it wasn't the true. It wasn't the true story. It had nothing to do with it. Uh, in any case, so this fireplace that's here, off on the right hand side, I was doing an EVP sweep or an EVP sweep, an EMF sweep of the house uh, before we actually started the investigation, and we really didn't get a whole lot of activity ever in this room. People don't really report much going on in. This is the library. You can't see it off, but off the left hand side, there's a uh, a large uh, bookcase that's set into the wall. Um, we didn't ever really get a lot here, but uh, this one particular night, and this really started off the evening, um, I got this huge spike on my K2 walking in front of the fireplace, just boom, out of nowhere, and I suddenly felt this huge wave of energy just hit me, and I almost passed out right there um, in front of the fireplace. So, and then, yeah, another chat down there, Paris going, damn them money lover, ghost adventures. Hey, man. <laughs> that's right. That's they don't right. care about the truth. They just want the paycheck. That's right. That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Judy Wilson, were there any nasty spirits there at the house? Well, I'm going to describe this evening because what happened on this particular evening was very different than anything that we'd ever have happened there before. Um, so, this is wonder if. Um, I can't see the names. They're so small on Periscope. That's why I would... Um, this is Jeep4WD. Wonder if they appear goes from the former owners. Yeah, we believe that the man at the top hat there um, that's usually seen there at the Stone Lion Inn uh, is probably Mr. Uh, Houghton, um, F.E. Houghton, who originally built the house. There's a little girl there, Irene, um, who's the other one I talked about with, with Ghost Adventures. Um, they didn't say anything about Irene in the freaking show. Um, she's there. She, she's played with uh, Becky's son when he was little, um, upstairs on the third floor. <clears throat> and thanks for all the, you know, hearts and stuff like that down there. Uh, thank you for inviting followers down on Periscope. So that's what started off this evening was that. But it got into being something more. Um, I do want to show you real quick um, the... Uh, additional Adam Tillery uh, illustration. And this is this. This is from the Time Chandler Chronicles. Um, I had him use the Stone Line Inn Library as the basis for this. So we've paused and we've had a long pause on the Time Chandler Chronicles, but um, that was the basis for it. So I just want to show you some more Adam Tillery artwork, which is awesome. Um, so Going back to the story, though, at the Stone Line Inn, um, we were we just started the investigation. We we're going through the entrance hall, and where's the entrance hall? That's actually here. I know I'm going through a lot of different pictures. So this is the entrance hall, and there's a lot going on in this photo that you may not realize. So of course you can see the sarcophagus there in the back, which was a gift uh, to Becky, who owns the house. That table with all the drinks on it is actually an embalming table. So this house for a period of time for what was it, eight years was used as a mortuary. 
when um, the owners, the Houghtons, had some financial trouble, they moved away for a little while. They rented it out to a mortuary for a, a period of time before the family came back and took it back over. Um, that embalming table was actually left there uh, for years and years and years. It was in the kitchen when Becky bought the house. She had no idea it was an embalming table. Uh, she was actually using it to cook and bake on and stuff like that, um, makeup dishes and all that sort of stuff. Um, yes, uh, Lady uh, Urzuli, they did put drinks on the embalming table. Yeah, when, mm -hmm. when you do the murder mystery dinner theater there, they, they set out all the drinks and everything on that embalming table. Um, it's very cool. So, um, yeah, so she was baking on this thing in the kitchen, and her son came home from school and said, um, Mom, do you know what this house used to be? And when he told her that it used to be a mortuary, she looked down at the table and realized that she was actually using the embalming table. <laughs> um, but she has it out here now in the entrance hall. So the, um, she no longer lives there at the Stone Lion Inn. She, uh, it, it's a bed and breakfast, and it's a murder mystery dinner theater. But she doesn't live there anymore. Um, in fact, the uh, staff that works there, uh, Michelle, uh, she refuses to spend the night there. Um, because of a number of things that happened to her. Um, well, like I said, there's a lot more things going on in here. So we we went into the entrance hall. There's a bureau. You can't see it in this picture, but there's a bureau off on the left-hand side that's blocking a uh, set of double doors that leads to an old parlor. Well, they've renovated that parlor into a little suite. They rent out as a, uh, as a room for the bed and breakfast. So we decided we we're going to start an investigation in there. We had noticed when we were passing through here, though, in that in that bureau, there's you know drawers and everything. One of those drawers was open a little bit, and we weren't sure why. We just kind of noted it in the back of our minds, like oh, that's kind of unusual. And we went back into the parlor suite to start our investigation. Well, not two minutes later, boom, we heard that drawer slam shut, or we heard a slam come from the entrance hall. We went out into the entrance hall, and we saw that the drawer had been slammed shut, and I started taking some photographs, and Johnny here's got a tri-field meter out, and you can see to the right of that tri-field meter, there's this white wisp that's hanging in the air. Of course, we didn't see that with our uh, eyes at the time, uh, but it came up in evidence review. And you can see the drawers there. Um, this guy that was with us, it was a, a friend of one of the other investigators, I don't know his name, but his gut is kind of blocking the drawer <laughs> that slammed shut. Um, and this, you know, this set of uh, dwarves, this bureau is actually still there uh, to this day. Um, but you know, when I explain the story, the ghost adventures apparently apparently they tried it because I got a call later on, and you know, trying to verify which dwarf it was. So apparently they tried a few things and it didn't work. I don't know because um, they decided to go the Elmer McCurdy route, which made no sense. Um, so after this, we spent a few minutes here investigating a little bit. Uh, we decided that the parlor suite had been too small for all of us to fit in. So we decided to split up into two groups. And let me take you back to the stairs here again. So one group was going back to the parlor suite. I was leading a group up the stairs. I got a little bit of a head start. And you see that landing there at the very top. I'd made it as far as that. And there was another girl who had just started up the first couple little steps there. And you see that framed photograph of Lizzie Borden? Yeah, that's Lizzie Borden there. And it has a little hatchet there. Um, that came crashing down onto the stairs. Just boom, it shattered. Um, it was a mess. 
Um, so it's one of those really crazy evenings where um, I had that wave of energy that almost knocked me out. We had the bureau door slam shut. We had the white wisp that we captured. We found an evidence review. And then this Lizzie Borden uh, picture that crashed to the ground. She's had it repaired. It's still up there um, at the Stone Lion Inn. She had uh, you know, new glass and everything put into the frame. And there's a uh, $5 super chat uh, in the YouTube chat here from Raul Pfeiffer Mueller. Uh, feeling dunk, Raul. Appreciate that. So, and there was another comment here. Um, oh, um, they're talking about Waverly Plantation in Mississippi. Um, cool. I think maybe the reason that Ghost Avengers and other shows like that um, make shit up and lie and stuff like that is because they're not really catching anything legitimate. And I think it's because spirits, you know, don't respect them enough to let them be known, to get to know them. Well, yeah, and that's and that was the thing. We'd been there a number of times, and we felt like you know we're we're building that rapport with the spirits there. And that's um, one of the things that we try to do is when we go into a location, you know, we introduce ourselves like, "Hi, I'm Mike. This is Shauna. You know, it's a pleasure to meet you. We just want to get to know you. You know, we we go through all of these pleasantries like anybody that you would meet for the first time, um, and we probably do it even a little bit more so." Uh, at a haunted location with, with spirits that we can't see because you don't get any of that body language or gestures or anything like that. So we kind of over-explain ourselves uh, a bit when we go into these places and just let them know that, you know, we're not there to, you know, harm or poke fun or anything like that. Uh, we're just genu genuinely curious about who they are. So, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, they're there kind of almost trying to do like a one hit wonder, you know, what can we get, you know, while we're there, you know, to film for a, a television show. And I mean, there's some locations that we've gone into that we only really have one chance to try to get anything. And we know that, you know, we may not be back or it'll be a long time before we're back there. But we try to at least say, hey, you know, we're here to visit. We'd like to learn a bit, a little bit more about you, you know. So, but it's usually when you go back to a place again and again and again where the spirits that are there warm up to you it's like oh hey it's mike and shauna they're back kind of, kind of like you know you keep getting more and more with molly you know where we had walked into that room up in mineral springs going back to mineral springs here we walked in that uh room in mineral springs we got your name on an evp um later on we got the um uh the <laughs> chair sliding across the floor on other visits um you know you had where you know you got you know poked and all that in the chair and then we felt that energy where it even knocked into me mm -hmm. you know and then the last time we were there in september where you know now you're like breaking down crying because you're you're feeling emotion so it's kind of like amping up amping up amping up each time we go because i think you know now she knows who you are and she's starting to share some things with you yeah i wish she'd be a little more clear <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean you know i you know, I think about it a lot, you know, the thing with Zara, you know, is she haunted? No, but I think that she is definitely a trigger object for upstairs and in that room where Molly is at because I didn't have her the first time, you know, and then I asked her, you know, if she liked dolls and then bam, you know, so I feel like, you know, maybe a doll, maybe she's missing a doll. Maybe. 
Yeah, because that happened with Zara, and Zara's over there. <laughs> She's over there with her um, soon-to-be-painted uh, sisters. So <laughs> I like this. So um, this is from... God, I have to do this. Um, from... I, um, from Sterile, Sterilite Ice? Okay. Um, I'll never forget that one time... I heard you're a dick said to Billy on Ghost Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Whether nice, that was nice. Uh, Billy's one, of, you know, but Billy's one of the nicer guys, though. He, he I don't know. Mm. If he's hanging with those guys, though, he's there to make a paycheck. I don't care. Yeah. Well. So he's in on all the fabrication and the lying and stuff like that to make money. And well, it, and you know, I I had I had to question this when it came to the the investigation was two years ago now, uh, November. 2016 at the Stone Lion Inn. So I was invited out there uh, to interview uh, for Ghost Adventures to tell them about my experiences, everything I just described to you, um, which they did not use at all. Um, and, and I know it's, it's like great stuff, but they decided not to use it at all. What they did use was the uh, newspaper snippet that I gave them of the family. Uh, but what was interesting was uh, my co-host from Edge of the Rabbit Hole, Vanessa Holgo, uh, came with me for you know to show support. And like I said earlier, Michelle, who's worked there for th- years, you know, decades, um, you know, is actually she's frightened of the house, always has been. She hates being there alone. Uh, will not stay there alone at all. Um, and so Vanessa and I were trying to calm her down about that. You know, we're, we're trying to tell her, look, the spirits that are here are not menacing. You know, there's. There's the little girl. There's the guy in the top hat who's probably Mr. Houghton. It could even be the mortician, but we, we think it's uh, Mr. Houghton. You know, the spirits there aren't menacing. Aside from maybe what I experienced that one time. <laughs> you know, who knows what the hell that was. You know, was it something blowing through? I, I don't know. Um, but really what's usually there, you know, the footsteps, okay. You know, there's some shadows darting around back and forth. There's nothing bad there. Um, but she heard some voices one time that just frightened the hell out of her. So Vanessa and I calmed her down from that. We gave we gave her some perspective, and she's like, "Oh, okay, I feel a lot better about it now." So, um, yeah, and well, she had her interview with Ghost Adventures. You know, comes back. We're talking a little bit more, and you know, again, we have her calm down from everything. <clears throat> well, Billy had taken the audio out to the uh the van and it's the only time i saw him do this i didn't see him do it with the other interviews um and michelle had, had left um within that time that he was out there they called her back um because billy apparently had caught something on the uh, audio recorder and basically during their the interview you know they're catching something saying apparently supposedly you know, F you, fuck you, to Michelle. Whatever. And all of a sudden, boom, she's scared to death of the building again. And it's like, I, I've never, in all the times I've investigated there, never caught anything that said fuck you or was trying to be dangerous or menace. I mean, okay, stuff was not going to get knocked down off the wall, you know, that one time. Maybe something trying to get our attention, but it was we never got a, a, a fuck you or try to, you know, nothing like that. You know, all the other all the other times that I was there, it, everything was really light, um, you know, and not bad. So we tend to think that was cooked. We think that one was cooked. 
So, um, but let's move on. We've got a couple other places. We're already over an hour into the show. So, um, so what was our next place? That is, um, oh yeah, Beardstown. <laughs> <laughs> There's Beardstown Opera House. Now this one was, um, I mean, very, very creepy for you, Shauna, Ugh. with all the spiders in the basement. So this is in Beardstown, Illinois. It's a old opera house that's, um, you know, and I, I didn't include the, the picture with the vaulted ceiling, uh, with the dome and everything, which is really, really cool. Um, it was sectioned off for a long time. Um, uh, Tom Thumb uh, performed here. A, a lot of uh, great people from back in the late 1800s. Uh, yeah, up until 1899, that's when it stopped being an actual opera house. They're trying to revive it. They're, they're trying to bring plays and stuff back there, using the stage again um, and all that. But um, what was really creepy for Shauna to start were the spiders. Uh, <laughs> there oh they are, God. all the spider carcasses. So there was an old, there was a speakeasy in the basement, an old speakeasy. It had been a bar um, during the, uh, the, the run that it was as an opera house. It was an actual operating bar during the prohibition. It became a speakeasy down there. Um, so yeah, uh, Shana was always, she hated it for the spiders. No, it was, I will never, ever, ever go down there in warmer weather ever 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 never <laughs> i mean there was just so many webs and petrified freaking spider carcasses and i mean it looked like someone just took something and just blew in you know an exaggerated amount of webs and that's what it was like down there and it was terrible oh my god it was terrible i mean thank god it was cold yeah, and there was yeah they weren't moving. alive. They weren't alive for Shauna. Yeah. Um, so we were bundled up a little bit, but the really cool thing about this place was the menacing laugh <laughs> that we got. And so we'll go ahead and play it for you. Uh, this is actually pretty cool. If there's somebody human in here, you don't have permission, so you need to get lost. I'll play it for you one more time. Oops, so there's somebody human in here. You don't have permission, so you need to get lost. Yeah, so that's the deep, creepy <laughs> laugh. <laughs> now, what's funny is that I heard down. something. I heard a noise, but I didn't hear that. Yeah, there were, there's a lot more. There's a lot more that goes with that part of the video because uh, there was some other stuff that we were uh, picking up on and that we caught around that time. You know, and it was one of those crazy investigations where we didn't think that we were going to get much because there no. was you know, there was a train that was going by all the time. And there was it was in a busier part of town, yeah. so there was a bar close by. There was, you know, it was sound like people drag racing. There was a lot of outside noise and interference. There's this elevator that still works. It in would there, cycle like every and two it would, minutes. Every two minutes, you'd hear a noise, so you had to throw everything. Go, you know. Ksh! or something like that and it was like oh my god it was really annoying like it was you know i was like let's just let's just call it a night we did too. You know? we did and but you know there was some random stuff we didn't expect to catch you know and because we were sitting there doing evp sessions like there's the train there's the elevator you know it was, that's it was somebody very, down on the street that's a was, truck it was very <laughs> annoying you know um it was just one of those places where we're like yeah and we you know, had whatever. everything as, as we're going right. along, we tagged everything, 
And then we come out of it, you know, putting the video together and everything. It's like and going over the evidence. There's a lot here. Yeah. Like that <laughs> laugh crazy. was sound like, you know, straight out of like a like a horror movie haunted yeah. house, <laughs> you know, awesome. manufactured laugh. You know, and it was just, what in the hell yeah. <laughs> was that? Kathy Siliento says, Shauna, you should have asked, are you laughing at me? We, we didn't hear it audibly no. at the time. Otherwise, we would have marked it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hear anything. I mean, I heard a noise, but I didn't hear a laugh. If I'd have heard a laugh like that, I'd have been like, <laughs> I, Yeah, I and there was a lot that said. we debunked on there. I remember um, that window that was like opening and closing a little bit on its own, and I heard it from that platform as you go into those uh, dressing rooms and you were down there in the uh, in the seating in front of the stage and I kept hearing that and I was kind of creeping up creeping up and it's like it's right in front of me it's right in front of me and all of a sudden I figure out it's the window so there's so much that we were debunking at this place but then we get that crazy freaking creepy laugh yeah and the cat I think I still think it was a spirit of a cat. Spirit of a cat. I was there because whatever it was that I could feel but I couldn't see was rubbing against you know my legs. Yeah, Judy so. Wilson. He's laughing at what you said, which yeah, because you're talking about because we thought that you know from what we were hearing that yeah it could always be that somebody a human has entered the building. Yeah. And so you always throw that out there that if it's somebody human, they're gonna get what's coming to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you better hope you're a spirit. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it very well could just be laughing at what Shauna said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so Beardstown is, that that's the creepy laugh. That's the, uh, the best laugh <laughs> we've ever captured. Um, so, all right, so we'll get on to the uh, the last location here. And yeah, Kathy L wasn't necessarily counting the minute. It's, it's that we are over, it's supposed to be an hour show. We're over an hour and we had two more locations to get to. So I'm trying to make sure. Um, so this is from, okay, here's a question here down in Periscope. Is it like way from, behind? No, it's not. Um, it, the at screen is locked, but the chat's still going. I can't read. No. I can't read the person's name because my eyes suck. Um, <laughs> does it have to be evil or just the frequency as we hear it? Um, yeah, and I wish I could see your name, so I don't have. Yeah, I. I, I need to get my the prescription. My contacts changed. Yeah, we didn't feel anything evil there at all. Mm-mm. You know, the laugh itself. The, the laugh itself was sinister creepy. and creepy. Yeah. You know, was that how it actually sounded and in you were reality? Creeped out by the basement with all the spiders. That, that, yeah. And that's kind of why it made the scariest. Uh, locations was the spiders in the creepy life. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like basements anyway. So yeah. Um, as far, but that's a good point on frequency. So I, you know, I think we do pick up on um, things that we are more in tune to with our own frequencies. Like Shauna sees more apparitions and less shadows, where I see more shadows and less apparitions. So um, it, I believe that has to do with the way. Uh, we resonate our ourselves, our own frequencies, and so she's tuned into more of of those types of things, and I'm tuned into others. So, which would you rather have? Well, you know that's funny because you usually say that you're the dark to my light, and I'm the light to your dark. Yet somehow I'm tuned into the shadows, which are supposed to be a lower frequency. <laughs> supposed to be. Who the hell really knows? I mean, I see shadows too. Sure, and I sometimes see 
parts of mm. apparition. I've never seen a full body apparition. I've seen I've seen mists and I've seen maybe the occasional body part, but never a full body. And I've seen quite a few of and them. And you've seen full bodies all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Even on the side of the road, walking at night, which freaked me out that one night. I saw. It was funny because what I saw was similar to And I'll see orbs that, and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Similar to something someone else had seen, but it just in a different area. So it was just night for ghost hitchhikers, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Kelly McCarville. Hey, Kelly. Uh, Kelly is going to be our guest next week on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, by the way. Yay. She says, the spirits say we shine different as well or that we sparkle. Interesting. Hmm. Shit. I don't want to be like a Twilight vampire. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you sparkle. I guess I'll be Edward. It's the, the hair is similar, right? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get on to our, uh, our final location here. And that is, mm. and Shauna's already sighing. She knows what's coming up. Golden Rush Showboat. Surprise, surprise. I know it's a it's a place that uh, we've both loved, especially especially Shauna. Um, you know, this is near and dear to her heart. She was a volunteer there for uh, a number of years. Um, it is gone um, just over a year ago. Um, it was an arson fire, and it's no longer with us. Um, the the barge is still sitting there on the land, but um, the actual showboat um, is gone. Very very historic location. Um, ran the Mississippi for many many years. Um, and you guys that are um, have been subscribed to us for a while have seen a number of videos on this. But there was a uh, incident that Shauna had. It was we were actually there. We weren't there to investigate. We were actually there to to stargaze <laughs> yeah it was a completely personal thing <laughs> yeah so like whenever you climb up on top of the boat there is no better place to stargaze yeah because this is it's out in the middle rise. of nowhere yeah yeah there's no lights yeah you know but you, so. you go up through the pilot house there and on top of the roof just lay out and it's, just, it's beautiful up there yeah it's awesome um but <laughs> you know and the energy was so different there that night. Um, it was a totally different energy in there. And I couldn't say who it was either. All I know is that it was so strong when it came in, when we were right there in the room in the galley, um, which is you have to go through that to get to you know the entrance uh, to get up into the pilot house. Um, but I'd always felt uncomfortable back there in that area anyway. And, but this energy was a different, it was a different, it was somebody different. All I know is that when they came in from across the room, I didn't see them. Um, but man, they were strong. Like I could feel that energy all the way, you know, over on the other side. And it come at me so fast, you know, still not able to see it but came at me so fast and was on me, you know, and had grabbed my arm so hard, you know, my elbow, just right above my elbow. And, you know, I, I was about to, Mike, who was in front of me, um, I, I was about to mow him over. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it was like, let's go, let's go. It's like, I still had to put the ladder together. Right. Because in order like, to get no, up no. there, you, you need a ladder. And we'd borrowed one from her dad. And I'm still, I'm trying to put it back down. It was a fold out ladder. 
And she's like, go, go, go. I'm like, I'm getting the ladder together. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, not gonna lie, that kind of that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, yeah. A, because I didn't recognize the energy at all. You know, and the energy had changed a lot on the boat, you know, so it was a little different. And, um, you know, I feel better in locations where I'm familiar and I know, you know, who I'm dealing with, you know, so that if they start acting, I'll be like, hey, knock it off. You know, let's right. let's calm down now. And um, but yeah, that that one, I don't know who it was. All I know is they had a good grip. I mean, and just caught me off guard. And I hate whenever something that I can't see grabs me, you know, with enough force, you know, to, you know, to kind of freak me out. I hate that. So we have a couple of clips here that we're going to show. Um, the first is of that area that we were talking about. Basically, um, it's right there next to the galley. It was a passageway that went back behind the galley area into like a little server station. And then you could take a left out into the upstairs dining room area or right down into the balcony area. Um, but this clip goes through the galley and we basically stop where Shauna was feeling that energy and I turn around with the camera. This is actually an investigation that we did. Um, I, I guess maybe it was a, maybe a month after the fact, I don't know. But it was, at, it was the first time we'd been back after that incident that Shauna described. So this is just kind of like a little walkthrough clip so you get an idea of what's there. Um, and yeah, I know a lot of it is of Shauna's back, but Shana goes first. <laughs> she I go first. She goes first because she doesn't like being behind and getting poked like that. So um, here we go. Okay. Coming back in here to your space. I've told you before, the last time we were here, you are not allowed to touch Shauna. Yeah, nobody that is an absolute. Me. You do not touch yeah, her. We were saving the place. Captain Yankee, you're okay as long as I know it's you. It's um, the forest. Well, yeah, it's been left open to the elements, so everything's starting to get a little soggy. Uh, yeah, well, sorry, I'm just looking back into the kitchen. Focusing stuff. Yeah, there was weird focusing stuff that was going on. I think that was because of the uh, the smoke from the sage it was kind of hanging in the air. I think it was, you know, reflecting off the the smoke, and it was having some weird focusing issues. But it gave you an idea of. Um, of the galley that was right there when we dropped down. Now you couldn't see it, but in that little hallway, as we turned down there, you could probably you could see a little bit of the hall. But straight up was the hatch that went up to the pilot house. Uh, but it's, it's in the ceiling. Now you could do like a weird, crazy climb up into it, but it was safer to do with a ladder, so yeah. we used the ladder. Um, and climbing up in there, I would always go first, but I wanted to be first. last coming down. I wanted to be last coming down because. Um, I did not want to be the first one to be dangling out of that hole yeah. and have, <laughs> have someone <laughs> someone other than Mike waiting for me, you know? Right. No. So um, thank you for the hearts down in Periscope. Appreciate that. Um, so the other clip has to do with, um, at another point, a $20 super chat from Kathy Siliento. Thank you very much, Kathy. Appreciate that. She says, because we are going to go into overtime, because we are having such a good time here. Thanks for the shows, guys. Always very interesting and full of great info. Thank you, Kathy. Really appreciate that. So, um, yeah. So, another part of that investigation that evening, 
I had had the incident the first time I'd ever been there with Annie and her blowing into my ear and all that. And I'd heard that she was, that she liked to dance. So I decided to play some music and, you know, try to dance with her if, if, if Annie was still up there. Um, while this clip is going on, there's this, there's some sort of ball of light, light anomaly, whatever, flowing through the area. And I put it out there for a while. Hey, do you guys think this is dust or do you think it's a light anomaly? It goes off the screen over to where Shauna is standing. And then she all of a sudden, you know, you have an emotional moment and you see Shauna walk off the screen. I don't show the entire thing. I, I, I cut it off where Shauna starts walking off the screen. But then um, she walks to the side of the boat and she's crying, she's breaking down. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and show that bit here. Okay. So the Coming back in here, you're safe. Ball of light. There we go. I hope I didn't resize this. And I'll play that again because it was sized incorrectly. And Candy Orton saying, "I remember these clips. Yeah, we've we've shown them on other shows before." So, yeah, so Shauna um, walked off to the side of the boat, and if you, um, what was it, the Golden the Goldenrod Showboat Return number one video. We had a couple of return videos. That was um, number one. And I walked over to you, and I was asking, okay, what's going on? And you had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> um, I mean, I wasn't, I had no reason to be sad on my own, you know, um, I was in a place that I liked being in. So, you know, I didn't I didn't have a reason to be sad. Sterilite ice down in Periscope is saying looks like it went to her. So yeah. and that's what a lot of people believe. And it, yeah. And it went pretty fast too, I guess. It looked like mm -hmm. on there. I didn't feel anything coming at me. You know. Um, I almost I usually don't have a warning when stuff like that happens. It's kinda rare. Um But that's what happened with you at uh with Molly at Mineral Springs. Right. You know, and uh, you know, I've started seeing this like heat, like shimmery thing, you know, that you would see like when there's a fire, like the right. heat mirage. But like you that. didn't see that at Golden No. Light. It was just, it, we did not see that ball of light with our naked eyes and it was behind, or at least it seemed like it was behind me, I don't know, in the in the video, but it was came up, down, over, it seemed like over to you, and then boom, you were. Yeah, um, you know, when I said, you know, asked him what's wrong, I was like, I don't know. You know, I mean, all I knew is I was sad, but I didn't have a reason to be. And then, you know, I had been, had had that happen, you know, once before, um, but felt, you know, I knew who that was. And, you know, because I had interacted with Annie, you know, quite a bit, you know, I could tell, you know, that it was her, it felt like her. Um, this, I didn't know who it was. You know, I was like, I don't know, you know, but it's not, it's not Annie, it's not her, so. You know, maybe it was Charlie. 
Um, Lady Erzuli is asking, why do you think the energy ball causes you to feel overwhelming emotion to cry? I mean, you know, looking back, you know, I didn't even know it was there, <laughs> you know, so I feel like, you know, it was somebody, you know, somebody's energy coming over by me and, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they were sad and just projecting it, you know, into me and I didn't hear any words. So it's just, you know, the emotions that came out, you know, and like I said, I, I didn't get a name. I didn't get, you know, uh, any visuals, any scenarios. I didn't get anything. I was just sad. You know, I was fine. And then I was sad. And then, you know, we tried to play the music again, seeing if maybe, you know, music touches people. It was a pretty mellow piece and thought yeah. maybe that was it, you know, but it's a song I'd heard before, you know, and then played it again. And I was just like, fine, you know? So it was just, you know, like I said, you know, I didn't have a reason to be sad. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't yeah, very, very unusual moment. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, yeah, I don't know if, if, if they're projecting, they're trying to maybe get your attention, like, you know, hey, I'm here, I'm sad, I need somebody, maybe they're lonely. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different things we could speculate about it, but that's one of the reasons why we do what we do. So, you know, we've got, we'd gone back up there a few times before to try to follow up on that. You know, didn't, I didn't really get any answers though. I mean, you know, more of, of our follow-up ended up having to do with Charlie, even though we didn't know it was Charlie at the time. Right. Like the first time it happened with Annie there, you know, instead of fleeing the scene right away, um, I started just asking questions, you know, why, why, you know, Annie, you know, if this is you, you know, why are you so sad? You know, why am I, am I crying? Because, you know, you're sad and you're trying to let me know that you're sad, you know, talk to me, you know, tell me what's going on. But I remember you telling me you didn't think that energy. That I didn't think that was one Annie. was. Yeah. Not that, not that second one, not with you. No. Right. Yeah. I didn't feel her at all. The first time. Yeah. I feel, you know, I, I felt very strongly that Before it was me. her. Yeah. Um, I, f I felt pretty strongly that it was her. And, you know, sometimes I can tell if it's a female or a male energy. And sometimes I can't, you know. It's just kind of random when it comes to me. You know, I don't always... It happens. I have no control over anything that happens, really. It just... I'm there, and then, boom. It happens. Yep. Uh, Follow-up from Lady Arzuli. If these spirit balls project sad energy upon a human subject, what do you think that says about the condition of spirit energy? Has anyone ever been hit with an energy ball and they felt happy? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was just the energy that they were trying to convey at the time. I've heard of you know uh, people getting angry from energy that are there. Um, one that seemed happy that it didn't necessarily hit one of us but also there on the goldenrod showboat was that yellow ball of light that was yeah. dancing all over the place that seemed like i'm having a great time <laughs> yeah it, it, that was just and for us it was more you know there was nothing sad there was nothing angry there's it was just shock yeah. fascination you know and it was Aww. like showing off, like, here I am. Yeah, and you couldn't, it moved so fast, and yet you couldn't hear anything, not even the no. stir of a breeze of anything. It was like all in silence. All over the place. And, and the audio did not pick up anything, no. just us talking about it. It was all over the place. It was, it was on the list of one of the coolest things I've, you know, 
It's definitely on that list. One of yeah. the coolest things I've experienced. Yeah, Anything that, that I can't explain a cool is a cool experience to me. Yeah, because just the way it like transformed from a ball of light in, from a bar of light into a ball of light, and just the way it was dancing all around that showroom. You know, and and he saw it. You know, I didn't see it until much later. If I'd have seen it in some of the other, you know. But I didn't even know it was there. It was right by me. It was That's right next thing. to you. <laughs> That's the thing. Like there was not a blip on my radar of energy even being anywhere near me, you know. And I was just totally oblivious. Yep. So. And it just happened to be that I saw it. So yeah, because you guys were going on with your conversation, but in the end, for a good four minutes, there were three of us watching the thing. So now, so that was very cool that there's you know three of us that were actually there to witness it right. rather than just be like, oh hey yeah I saw this, you know. So um, all right, well let's go ahead and um, let's wrap it up. We've been going for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I'm not really not trying to clock the minutes but um we do have some things that we need to take care of before the evening ends and we did have an hour show beforehand so yeah. um brie jones with a ten dollar canadian super chat says great show guys thank you thank you very much brie absolutely appreciate that i always appreciate all of your insight into our investigations and photos and clips and all that stuff so all right so um and thank you guys down in periscope for uh, for checking us out this evening and uh, glad you guys are down there chatting and chiming in and all that. So um, for for YouTube, um, okay, you guys in Periscope, you can visit us out here at the uh, YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Haunted Road Media. Um, a lot of great videos, uh, almost 600 now there. So uh, please uh, feel free to come out, check us out and subscribe. And a lot of Mad Hatters to interact That's with. That's right, our Mad Hatters out here in the chat are, are freaking awesome. So um, I wanted to uh, thank our Cheshire cat Donna Gorton for Cheshire catting the chat. Absolutely appreciate that. So uh, we'll get to the shout out. Start with the uh, super chats. So super chat superstars for this show are Andrew Cox, Rolf Pfeiffer Mueller, Kathy Siliento, and Bree Jones. Want to thank all four of you for being super chat superstars this evening. Absolutely do appreciate that. So. Um, so I think uh, Tim Schoen, thanks for joining us again this evening. Kathy uh, Ciliento, of course, uh, we just mentioned. Candy Orton, thanks for joining us this evening. Candy gave us a good shout out on Kelly Steffen's show earlier today talking about the uh, new Encounter with Paranormal Volume 4 book. Um, so you can check that out. Let me pop that up here. I think that I have that in here real quick, right? One of the scariest places. I think it's all the way down here at the bottom right. Here we go. So that's the uh, Encounters of the Paranormal Volume 4, which just came out here at the end of October. So, of course, out for the holiday season. And um, the other three volumes are, of course, still available as well. So uh, thank you all. And then, um, cool. All right. So um, Judy Wilson, thank you very much. B3 Airspace, thank you as well. One of our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons, which also we have our Patreon, uh, Hunter Road Media. Um, so Tom McNicholas, B3 Airspace, Zippy Davis, uh, B.D. Flint, uh, Pamela Queen, Joe Chandler, and Andrew Cox. Thank you for being our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons. Of course, there are uh, many other uh, patrons as well. So we just released a, um, a behind-the-scenes video from <laughs> the YMCA. <laughs> Shauna's stomach noises. She even does a little dance for that. You guys were making comments about my dancing there, did a little waltzing or two-step or whatever. Shauna's doing a little dance to her or uh, demon stomach in this one <laughs> <laughs> so check that out um, oh my 
god. So uh, yeah, um, Bree Jones, thank you very much. Uh, Jill Nimchinsky, thank you as well. Kelly McCarville, who will be on next week's Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Thanks for joining us tonight. Greg Renkin, thank you as well. Lady Arzuli, thank you for the questions tonight. Uh, the Haglin, yes, until we meet again. Um, Deb is me, 08. Thanks for joining us. Um, there's uh, Pat Kraft. Thanks for joining us tonight. Sean Oldsmith, uh, mm -hmm. friend from Australia. Thanks for joining us. Let me uh, hit a couple of these from uh, Periscope real quick. So there, if I could read. Starlight Ice, thank you. Uh, Jeep4WD, thank you very much. Um, there's, I can't read that. Hot Jet, Hot Jet Set, thank you as well. So, um, all right. <laughs> like I said, I need to get prescription on my contacts checked out. <laughs> um, okay, who else do we have in here? So JA, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, all right, and so we had a lot of you in the chat. Uh, I think we got Judy Wilson. Um, yeah, I know uh, we had lurkers out there like Adam Tillery's always lurking back in there. Mark Dodge, thanks for joining us live tonight. Appreciate that. Uh, Anitria, I guess, um, or Annette, Annetria, I don't know. <laughs> thanks for joining us. New Mad Hatter this evening. All right. So I think that will about do it for tonight. Thank you guys very much for joining us. And um, if you haven't yet, please go ahead and subscribe. Of course, we have all the other 600 videos here <laughs> on Harder Road Media. So until next time, everyone, appreciate it.